You're listening to ADHD Diversified, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, MJ, a Canadian-born Asian with ADHD. Here on ADHD Diversified, we're not just sharing stories, we're diversifying the voices, the experiences, and the way we share those stories. We know ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. But how we navigate with our ADHD, if it gets recognized at all, can be determined by our environments, upbringing, and culture, especially in underrepresented communities. It's not just about awareness, it's about opening the conversation and turning awareness into acceptance. Because no matter who we are or where we are from, we are all allowed to ADHD in the unique ways that we do. So if you have ADHD and you're wondering where you fit in, you're in the right place. Find out more on our website at ADHDdiversified.ca. Anyway, transitions are hard, so enough with the intro and let's jump in. I've heard and read so many stories from other Asian peers from all parts of the world who have ADHD who just feel lost. They feel unseen, unheard. And I'm not just talking about my Asian peers who have ADHD. I'm talking about anyone who has ADHD or any mental health issue or form of neurodiversity, and they're just feeling so alone. No matter where they're from, gosh, There is pain in a lot of us, some more than others, some deeper than others, but that doesn't make one more valid than the other. I honestly just wish I could give each and every one of them who is suffering in silence a hug and let them know that they are worth loving and understanding, that they are worth being heard, and that they are not alone. I know for many, not for all, but for many, the moment they speak up, the moment they ask for help from their families, It's either a moment of empathy, understanding, and support, or it's a moment of judgment, exclusion, ridicule, and denial. I consider myself extremely lucky to not have had to deal with strict parenting that made me feel like I could never achieve, but that doesn't mean I didn't hear it from other parents or others in the community who thought they knew better than mine, who criticized my decisions, who criticized the adult that I've become. It doesn't necessarily have to come from parents, well, from our own parents, but it can come from other adults as we're growing up. And when we become adults, well, we doubt ourselves. And for all neurodiverse adult children, I think we can all agree that we just want to be heard. We just want to be understood. And at the very least, we just want someone to listen. Growing up with a neurodiverse brain is difficult with or without support. I know not every neurodiverse child was so lucky to have had a chance to speak up, and if they did, not all of them had a chance or a say or a voice. I also know not everyone had someone to advocate for them either. So I'm writing this to the parents of neurodiverse adult children. Here we go. Dear parents of their ADHD and neurodiverse adult children, When we couldn't finish our homework or got a bad grade, it wasn't because we were lazy or stupid or that we didn't care. Maybe we wanted to stay up late to try and finish it, but you told us to go to bed or else. Maybe we studied for hours and hours, but our brains just couldn't keep all the information in. And when we wouldn't come home on time or right after school, maybe we were at the library or studying with friends, trying to ace that next test. 
And when we didn't, it wasn't for lack of trying. We really did try. Our grades just didn't show it. Maybe we were overwhelmed or stressed out about another class. Maybe we were being bullied. Maybe we were too scared to tell you. And maybe we were too afraid to ask you for help. Because we've heard too many times from you, you're just not trying hard enough. Just do it. Just figure it out. Or else. And even though you might have said those things to us for our own good, it wasn't helpful. Sometimes we think you forgot that you were once a child. What did you feel when you were young? You must have had dreams, hopes, aspirations. You wanted to impress your parents too. And you tried, right? But if you failed, then what? Were you at all once like us? Was there ever a time you were told, you better do this right or else? And when we became adults, it felt like the phrase or else still lingered. It still lingers. When we miss paying a bill and somehow you find out, it's not because we don't care about our livelihood. Maybe money was tight or maybe we just forgot. And maybe, just maybe, we were too ashamed to tell you or ask you for help. After all, we're adults now, so we're supposed to just do it, just figure it out, right? Telling us how irresponsible we are does not help us solve the issue. Telling us we're stupid for forgetting does not help us solve the issue either. So maybe it's not that we're ashamed, but maybe we were too scared to ask you. Maybe we thought you're ashamed of us because we better get it right or else. When we don't show up for that family dinner, when we forget to return your phone call, when we forget anything, it's not because we don't care. What you don't see is how hard we're trying. What you don't feel is the pain we carry when we want to call you and when we want to reach out to you. You see, it's not because we don't care. It may even be that we didn't forget at all. But maybe we're just so ashamed to face you even if we've accomplished some societal definition of success or greatness, we just don't know what you'll say. We don't know if you'll approve. We don't know if you do approve. And maybe we're scared of that. We're terrified to hear you say, you didn't get it right. And I suppose we better call you back eventually or else. We don't want you to be ashamed of us. We don't want you to be ashamed of the living, breathing humans that we are. All we want is for you to accept us and hear us out. We've been begging for your approval for so long that sometimes just the thought of facing you makes us so anxious that we freeze. We stop. We just can't bear the thought that somehow we failed you. Sure, we've become adults, but we're just supposed to get through it, right? Just be an adult and get on with life, right? And so instead of speaking up, we suffer alone in silence. Yes, we've grown up. But if every decision we've made was questioned not out of curiosity, but out of the perception that our own independent decisions were the wrong decision, we wonder if any decision we make, any decision we've made, is ever going to be one that you'll approve of. So we ask ourselves, did we get it right? Will we ever get it right? Why can't we just do it? And oh, I better have something good to report, or else. Oh, and that ADHD thing? We're not saying it's an excuse. It's an explanation for the things we've had trouble with, for the things we've had difficulty with, for the things we're expected to just get right. 
if only we could just get it right the first time, or else. And that mental health thing? Yeah, it hurts too. We want to talk to you. We want to talk to someone, but if we've ever been told talking, being open, or asking for help was thought to be a sign of weakness, well, of course we're not going to ask. We're not going to say anything. We won't ask anybody for help. And then when you ask us what's wrong, and we answer with nothing's wrong, that's because that's the only answer we think you'll want to hear. We want to open the conversation, and we want to have a dialogue. But the hard truth is, some of us just don't feel safe enough to say anything to you. Because we better be good adults, step up, and figure it out ourselves, or else. But look, there's hope. Really, there is, for all of us. We're not saying you failed us. It's not that you did fail us. But sometimes, we really feel like we failed you. And like you, we're just living, functioning, and going by the knowledge and the values and the norms that were passed down to you and then to us. Yes, we want to talk. It's not that we're being weak or soft or sensitive. We really do want to talk. But sometimes we do feel we need to put up that strong front because the questions you ask us aren't always the ones we want to hear or the ones that we have an answer to that you might approve of. In fact, there are probably more days than not that we don't even know what we want to hear. It's taken some of us years to overcome the shame, the fear, and the guilt of not being the child you wanted us to be, to feel like we're just not enough for you, to feel like a disappointment to you. We don't want to feel this way anymore, and I'm sure you don't want us to feel this way anymore either. We don't want to be afraid of you. We don't want you to think we're unable or incapable or unwilling. Yeah. We don't want you to think of us as a disappointment. Because everything we do, everything we've done, everything we've tried to achieve, everything we have achieved, whether for you or for ourselves, we just want you to say, it's going to be okay, you tried your best, and we just want to be understood. Let's talk, please. Sincerely, your neurodivergent child. Hey friends, it's MJ again. We've come to the end of today's show, but if you're still here, thanks for hanging out. Head over to our website to find show notes and additional resources for today's episode. You can find all of that at ADHDdiversified.ca. There, you'll also find the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan, and Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb. And the newest addition to the ADHD Rewired Podcast family, check out the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Mabin, now available on your favorite podcast player. You can find all of us at ADHDdiversified.ca. Join me and the rest of the ADHD Rewired podcast family for a live Q&A every second Tuesday of the month. 
Go to ADHDrewired.com slash events to register. You can subscribe to ADHD Diversified on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite shows. If you want to support diversity and neurodiversity, share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever you think needs to hear our message. Who knows? Maybe someone's self-advocacy just might start here. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app where you can leave ratings and reviews. Remember, ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. We all have a story. We all have a voice. And no matter who we are or where we are, we can come together to share our unique experiences. Let's keep the conversation going. Thanks again for being on this journey with me, and we'll talk to you in the next one.